and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast sponsored by HF Plastering with myself, Steve Nussbaum. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 259. Thanks as always to everyone who tuned into last week's show and obviously a huge big thank you uh, for joining us, Matt Porter, who was a superb guest, gave some brilliant, brilliant answers uh, to a lot of fan questions that we had. This week, it's just the one game to review. We've got Port Vale. Um, obviously everyone, we know the result of, of that, so we're going to catch that one up. We've also got some news from the week that was loads and loads of views. So I think uh, without further ado, let's just crack on. Yeah, let's do it. So the podcast is proudly sponsored by HF Plastering, who hopefully you know are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company to cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, specialising in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. So if you're interested in getting HF Plastering out to do a job, you can look at them via their website at www.hfplastering.co.uk or you can email the boys at hfplastering at outlook.com or if you're on social media, go and look up their work on Facebook and Instagram at HF Plastering or if you're on Twitter, search for Big Ads with a Z, LOFC and look up some superb plastering and rendering work. And don't forget 15% off Quite the bargain, that one, Mr. Levy. Fantastic. One which I have taken him <laughs> up on. So, very good. Yeah, I'm very happy and delighted, actually. People have gave, given some really nice comments about how fresh and, uh, and nice it all looks. So, a supporters club update. Just the two trips to tell you about this time. Next Saturday, the 9th of October, leaving at 7 o'clock, is the long trip up to Barrow. Adult fares for that are 43 quid. Concessions are 40. Kids aged 15 or under at £22. That leaves the supporters club, uh, as I say, at 7 o'clock. Rochdale away, Saturday the 13th of November, leaves at 8 o'clock. Adult fares for that are £38 and £35 concessions. And just a reminder that those prices do not include your match day ticket, so you need to sort that separately. To book on either of those trips, you can do it in the supporters club on a match day or call the travel line on a new number, 07507. Five three nine five seven nine. Lovely stuff. So let's move on then to the week that was. So happy Monday, the twenty seventh of September. So we say congratulations to seventeen year old Academy product Dan and Krumer, who signed his first professional contract with the club. We're mm. talking about Dan Kenny Jacket. Said we felt he excelled in pre season and has regularly been training with the first team. Although he's still seventeen years old, we felt he had earned a professional deal and to continue to aid his progress in every way we can. He has a great attitude, humble and hardworking. These are good qualities if you want to make it. So I'm looking forward to working with him. Great stuff. Yeah. Really Amazing, isn't it? 17-year-old, signed his first pro deal, and he's been training with the first team. And for someone to like Kenny Jacket to come in and see fresh eyes, have fresh eyes on him, incredible, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's kind of come out of nowhere. About six months ago, I don't think I'd ever heard of him or heard much about him, but no. had a really good pre-season done well in the in the friendlies that he played and the kind of world is his oyster. Kenny has shown so far anyway he's willing to give young kids, the youngsters a chance based on their ability. So, yeah, great opportunity for Dan to, to make, make some uh, headway this season. Absolutely. Hard work starts now. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, moving on then, to congrats Dan. Uh, we're very proud uh, to have you as part of our club as well. So, to Huey Tuesday then, the 28th of September, a joint birthday today. Happy birthday to 20, oh, happy 23rd birthday, sorry, to centre-back Dan Happy and also fellow centre-back, 29 years old, was Adam Thompson. Yeah, happy birthday, chap. So, in the afternoon, early afternoon, an Orient XI played a behind-closed-doors friendly against Barnet at the hive and the team it lined up as follows so burn in goal Quachi is that Quachi? Mm-hmm. Quachi Tanga Young Apat Soji Abirio Papadopoulos Kemp Sotiriu and Amatoyi and on the bench we had Pegram Eaton Ojo and Clements yeah Barnett took the lead in the first half but a Matt Young brace with a goal in each half ensured Orient walked away with a 2-1 win and valuable pitch time it's fair to say for some first team players and also younger players as well so good stuff that yeah always good players like Kemp will be all the better for 90 minutes and Soteriu good to see them getting some time and Amatoyi as well who kind of came was all excited about him and has barely got 
any minutes. He's not got the ahead of Smith. He's not got ahead of Archibald. He's not got ahead of Drinnen. And now Smythe or Smith, however you want to pronounce. <laughs> I think we should say Smythe because it's pronounced with a Y. I mean, I'd love to hear him say how it should be pronounced. Um, but I think I'm going to pronounce it Smythe, okay. even the, though it's not got an E on the end. For the clarity of the podcast, we can call him Smythe. Cool. But I think it's Smith. But ball we're, ball we're meeting last. over. <laughs> <laughs> Later in the afternoon, the club revealed a new female mascot who will be with Theo on match days and ask Theo's junior members to give her a name, which will be revealed in due course. So, yeah. a young lady for Theo to get his uh, right. wings on. I don't know if he gets his hands on her wings on her. I, I, I think you're getting a bit mucky there. <laughs> I think we'll keep this clean. It's a family show, and I'm sure Theo is delighted to have a companion Theo. with him now. So, Wednesday, the 29th of September, the FA announced that both Orion and Mansfield have been charged in relation to the confrontation of both sets of players late on in our game last Saturday. Both were in breach of Rule E20.1 and it's alleged that both clubs have failed to ensure their players conducted themselves in an orderly fashion and or restrained from provocative behaviour during the 84th minute. Uh, Just a reminder for those, that's when Theo Archibald... um, was kicked by Sinclair of Mansfield. <laughs> can I, can um, I say kicked very loosely in that? Term. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and it, then it all apparently kicked off. So both clubs had until Friday, the first of October, to provide their responses. So no doubt, in due course, we will hear the outcome yeah. of that. I think it's probably a much ado about nothing. Be a small fight. I mean, it was handbags. I saw much worse outside the Shannon and Fifth Avenue when <laughs> I was eighteen years old. Oh, that was hardcore stuff. That. <laughs> So, later in the day, the club posted its nominations for Goal of the Month for September. Some cracking goals here. Mm. Nominations were Tom James against Oldham, Theo Archibald against Oldham, Anthony Papadopoulos against Southampton. <laughs> Why have I had this guy's name twice in the podcast already? Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos against Southampton. <laughs> I feel like I get confused because there was like a Papadopoulos in um, Birds of a Feather, if you remember that, the family surname of... Uh, the Greek family, uh, were that, and Theo Archibald against Bristol Rovers. So before we announced the winner, I thought Tom James deserved it, actually. But that's me as an Orient fan, knowing that he's a defender and just knowing that the move and the bit of skill that he used to be PGI was much harder for him than what a half volley was for Theo Archibald, even though it was a fantastic yeah, half I think... volley. Not to take anything away from that goal, but I quite like the Tom James goal. I think that there is a very hard list to choose from. Like you say, Tom James, because that just was a great counter-attack. Theo Archibald against Oldham, just because his tenacity and a little bit of good fortune, and he finished that really, really well. Anthony Papadopoulos, because that was his first senior appearance, that was his his first senior goal, I beg your pardon. Um... Yeah, and I think that was his debut as well against Southampton. And, and Theo's half volley against, you know, he goes through a crowd and finds the bottom corner. They, they, all individually, oh, yeah. they both deserve it. I mean, Theo will feel hard done by to have 50% of the options in there and to have come away with nothing. Yeah, you know although, what I mean? Well, yeah. They're, but they're, like I say, they're all really. I'm glad it's not me that has to sit there and choose it. No, it went out to... Good problem to have. Great problem to have. I think that's probably why the club take it to uh, social media. So yeah. they did, and the winner was announced as Theo Archibald against Bristol Rovers. So well done to Theo. I think yeah. this time last season, we couldn't even get a goal in a month competition. I think it was like one on goal and a penalty, and it was like the most... February, I remember. Like the most ridiculous goal of the season competition <laughs> yeah. ever. So at least we're having these kind of debates about what goal to yeah. win it. So, and now, mate, Dave's company sponsor the... Goal of the month, so they're getting some great experience. Oh, yes, as well. Mr. Blitz, yeah, congratulations on that one. So, Thursday, the 30th of September, happy International Podcast Day. So, yeah. it's amazing that when we're able to look up the stats on places like SoundCloud, all those countries all over the world that we put in our tweet and our social post on Thursday, they were all countries where we'd had listens in the last seven days. Some of them absolutely blow my mind, like New Zealand, Saudi Arabia, Philippines. Thailand, like the reach of this podcast has always, always kind of flabbergasted me massively, and it's amazing. Truly global, isn't it? It is, which is ridiculous. And that's really. just that's just the reach of Leighton Orient as well. You know, we know Tommy in New Zealand. There's people in Australia, traveling people, expats in in Thailand yeah. and, and and the Far East, North America, a couple in South. There's a couple in Africa. I think we have got someone in Nigeria. Yeah, it's um, in a I think, if my memory serves me right. So yeah. Again, just yeah, just blows my mind that you could potentially walk into a bar, pub, club, shop somewhere and see an Orient fan. Great stuff. 
how as a League Two club, I'm sure if you're an Arsenal man, you Liverpool, yeah. so that's not so so rare. Uh, okay, so also. 44 years ago on Thursday the 30th of September, Rocking All Over the World by Status Quo wow. was released. Officially 44 years old. Still sounds as fresh today as what it did 44 years ago. I look forward to hopefully hearing it many more times over the coming season full time at Brisbane yep. Road. So let's move on in Kenny Friday, 1st of October. So now we are into October. Sad start to the day as it was announced that former O's player Paul Linger had passed away at this very young age of 46. So we send our commiserations to all of Paul's family and friends. Yeah. Terrible news, terrible Tragic. way to start the day. And I think his the, his wife or his partner of his kids has also passed. So I think I don't oh. think the kids have got... I, I stand corrected. I, I don't mean to, to speak um, um, inconsiderately there. I, I could be wrong, but it, it, that's, why, that's why it's even more tragic um, from, what I, from what I think... Um, Lee mentioned uh, in a WhatsApp group. Uh, so yes, absolutely condolences to, to, to his family there. May his uh, memory be a blessing to all that knew him. The club revealed its nominations for Player of the Month of September though, uh, moving forwards. Theo Archibald, Tom James, Darren Prattley and Harry Smith were the nominees for that. Your views? Very strong nominees there. Again, you'd be happy with any four to win it. For me, looking at it, I'd go surely Theo or Harry Smith would win that. Not because, to say, not to say. Well, Theo Archibald has been a revelation over the month of September. Yeah, with assists and scoring goals, has been great. Harry Smith, who missed the start of the season, so barely played in August, if I remember rightly, because of COVID and injury. Yeah, came back with an absolute bang and has impressed the hell out of everyone. I think we've all been really impressed by him. Mm. Tom James has had a really good end to the month, but I don't remember him starting the month so well. And Prattley does a lot of the stuff that goes. I noticed, I reckon, and the organisation, a lot yeah. of the, the naughty stuff. So, for me, yeah, I thought Theo or Smith would, would, would walk that with you. Yeah. Again, yeah, again, glad it's not me that has to choose that because arguably they all, in, on individual merit, deserve mm. to be there. And you could probably add one or two more into that oh, as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, tough, tough call there. So, the winner was announced as Theo Archibald on 44% of the vote. Harry Smith just behind him in second yeah. place with 38%. Tough, close. tight, tight call that. Yeah, close. Well done again to Theo. Unlucky Harry Smith, you'll now have to go and win it in October. Yeah. Score some more goals from the O's, hopefully. So, moving on then to Saturday, the 2nd of October. The young O's were in action in the morning, away to Cambridge. Despite taking a 1-0 lead early on into half-time for a Charlie Pegram penalty, the O's eventually lost the game 3-1. Unlucky to the young O's there. We've seen some really strong second-half performances in this one, this one mm. seems to go the other way where they kind of fell away and yeah. as the game went on, they okay. conceded two fairly late goals to lose the game. Unlucky young men. Absolutely. Good luck for the rest of the season though. So, main event of the day was Port Vale away. And before the game, as always, we run a Twitter poll, usually around Thursday evening, to find out how you think we'd get on on this one. And we had 232 votes on this in 24 hours. 20% thought we'd lose. 36% thought we'd win and a whopping 44% thought that there would be a draw. As always, thanks to everyone for your votes. Yeah, close little vote. Yeah, yeah really no, tight. I think really people were expecting a hard game, weren't they? Paul yes. Bell, good form. We've done all right. It's always a difficult place to go, isn't it? Yeah, so, really. Especially when both are in pretty good form. Yeah, Darrell Clark's done a good job. In, really in good the job. Sixth, what, six Signs of good players. He's been there. Yeah. So, always going to be a difficult game. So, at 2pm, the team was announced. Lawrence Vigaru in goal. Tom James Shadogi, Omar Beckles, Dan Happy and Connor Wood at the back with Darren Prattley and Hector Kipriano in the middle of midfield with Aaron Drennan, Harry Smith and Theo Archibald making up the starting 11. On the bench were Byrne, Clay, Papadopoulos. <laughs> now I'm conscious of what I'm saying now. Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos, Young, <laughs> Kemp, Smythe and Sotiriou. Nice work there. That side saw a surprise inclusion of Tom James who we all thought had picked up five bookings and when I looked this up Every site that I looked at had him down as a booking against Newport. <laughs> every side without every site without foul. But according to the club, he wasn't booked against Newport County. And in fact, it wasn't even an Orient player, apparently, that got booked in that game. An Orient midfielder that got booked. There was no. Uh, there was also no Alex Mitchell because he'd picked up an injury. Uh, whilst Hector Kipriano replaced Craig Clay and Paul Smythe took his place on the bench 
following his miraculous recovery <laughs> from a hamstring injury. <laughs> so, Mr. Lee, what are your views in at one minute past two on Saturday? Um, like everyone else, obviously genuinely shocked and surprised that, that Tom James was included, but pleased because yeah. of the balance. Messed up my fan hub prediction completely, though. Um, hope Mitchell's injury isn't too bad. I mean, it's another injury we're talking about. We're picking up. We seem to be picking them up pretty pr- pretty easily at the moment, unfortunately. Um, and why has Clay been benched over over Hector? Niggly injury? I mean, he came on in made the game. Made an early sub, so... remember? It was like 55th minute sub. It was, he, Kenny made an early sub, didn't he? Against Mansfield. Taking yes. Clay off. So. Yeah, that's true as well. So maybe he was protecting him, but wanted to get give him some minutes. Yeah. yeah but it, ju- it, ju- it just seemed that for him to not start the game, and actually I think Craig Clay's had a good, good season so far. I think we all presumed Clay would be right back. Yes. One. Initially, when we thought Tom James was wasn't going to be there, I think yeah. everyone had Clay down as a right back. Yeah, so. I think I only got nine because I had Clay in. Yeah, I have not looked at mine. I think I'm probably the same. I mean, with team selection, this club always have an ace up their sleeve. They, they never really tell can. us the truth, and I get it. But like, I remember, I think I said to you last week after recording, I said, I "Bet Adam Thompson is named on the bench, or they do something like they do something that they've not even spoken about." So, and they literally did, but just not what you thought. Yeah, oh, we we just found out Tom James hadn't actually had a booking. You knew it's all week, fellas. Don't take us for uh, silly chaps. But it's a great one to throw off the uh, opposition scouts as well. Not announcing Alex Mitchell was injured as well was also another ingenious one. Yeah. Because all the scouting work for Port Vale would, would be saying John, John James won't be playing and Mitchell will. So I get why they do it. I did notice on the bench, there's no defenders. Craig Clay, all right, he's not really a defender. You look at the bench. Midfielders, you know, and hopefully... You'd hate to see like, any of those defence centre-backs get an injury, but if they did, it would mean you'd have to change your system as there's not much defensive cover on that bench. But good to see Smythe back from his uh, honey... I mean, I mean injury. I mean, Smythe back from his injury, sorry. <laughs> good to see him back from his injury. But uh, He didn't good. dance at all at his wedding. No, but I think we all knew that he was going to be named on the bench. Kenny made a big thing in his post-match interview on Thursday where he really went at length to talk about what an impact he thought Smythe would have um, coming back to the team, so no, no surprise yeah. um, to see him to see him named there. A lot of views came in as you would expect when that team was announced. We'll mention a few. Most were around Tom James starting, which we're not going to yeah. give too much focus on. Steve Chapman four said, "I'm glad, but I'm surprised James is playing. Must be an administrative issue. I'm not sure Clay deserves to be left out. But in Kenny, we trust. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I, I completely back Kenny Jackie in terms of his interviews are always great. He always talks sense. So." There's always a reason for, for his decisions, I think, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Decisions that we're not party yeah. to, so and that's fine. David Barrett, 6, said, What a way to confuse the opposition, pretending that James is suspended until the team announcement. Genius by Kenny Jackie. Yeah. It is, really. It's, it's proper like management. Oh, oh it's housery. One, one Orient fan went, Ah, oh, that's his fifth booking. He's banned. And well, no, and Dave, Dave Victor said it <laughs> in post-match Dave? last week. He said, I'll make that five bookings for Tom James now. I was what it was. Yeah. Dave, Dave Victor. You, you dirty rat, Dave Victor. <laughs> Lench and shin. And, 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 but Kenny agreed. Yeah, that's his fifth booking. I don't think Kenny knows what's going on. I think he goes, yeah, yeah, Dave, yeah, if you say it must be true, Dave. Kenny yeah. Jackett, I don't know what's going he on in know. terms of bookings. Uh, Lench and shin one. It's a leading form. Port Vale will make life difficult. I think the O's may succumb to a stronger side unless they can score early. Good luck, lads. Yeah, so the match kicked off with two informed teams looking to build on their good starts this season. And we had a corner, first corner of the game in the third minute after Harry Smith's shot deflected. Theo Archibald took the following corner, found Smith, who was just running in at the back post. He's made a very clever run from the front post to try and lose his man round the back, try and um, try and get some, uh, some contact with the ball. But he headed just wide. That wasn't far wide. That was a really good opportunity. It's nice to see an Orient team be dangerous from corners. We've seen a few goals this season from corners yeah. and set pieces. So I like that. But unfortunately, Port Vale took the lead shortly after in the six minutes. Ben Garrity sent the ball to Gibbon. He crossed it into the box. That found ahead of Jamie. Propped it at the far post. He nodded it back across goal. But former Man United player, James Wilson, was able to nod it. Pass on to Vigru from close range. Disastrous start for the O's. 1-0 down. Really disastrous. And poor, poor defensively from us. Happy's missed, missed Gibbon behind him he's jumped and, and the ball's just gone over his head and Beckles has lost Wilson I don't quite understand how or why but it just has and it's just a poor goal to concede so they'll they'll be very disappointed to have conceded that so early and that type of goal yeah poor will round and I think a running theme through people's views will be happy as had a shocker but I think 
I agree, Happy has not done... He's a fault for, part of fault as for he, so he, is Beckles. He has, but there's other players at fault who are going slightly under the radar, maybe unfairly on Dan Happy, maybe he's a scapegoat on his return to the team, but poor defending all round from the initial cross coming in, from the header going back across goal and from... They're playing head tennis in our 18-yard box, which they eventually score from. There's more than one player at fault there. It's a pretty easy header for Wilson. It's not going to get many easy goals. He's just got to head it on target, and it's it's just got to touch it or guide it in. From that range, it's a pretty easy finish. So disappointing all round. In the ninth minute, which could have been two, should have been two, is Proctor had a great chance. Free header, just a few yards out. from. I mean, that was really sloppy. That literally came from their throwing, where they just had it on their right, ran in, cross. He's literally all alone in the box. Yeah. He, could, he, could, he could have taken it down. Should have scored. Could have taken it down on his chest. Had all the time in the world. A massive let off the O's. You're thinking, right, boys, you're one down. Should be two. Wake up now. Yeah. But Beckles, Ogie, and Tom James all culpable in that. All, all standing there looking like they just turned up, really, unfortunately. Very, very frustrating. Very frustrating indeed. Uh, Hector Kipriano had our first shot on target in the 15th minute bit of a tame effort never really travelled uh, Kovalin in the Val goal yeah Proctor who's having a decent game at this point showed some nice skill against Dan Happy in the 18th minute as he released Wilson who crossed the ball but that was dealt with by Shad Ogie cleared the danger yeah we've really not I've made a point we've really not settled into this game at all at this point we really look all shaken like we just turned up uh, it's just like Kenny Jack has just gone rounded up, rounded up a load of geezers from, from the pub and said who fancies a game Really, really not us. 19 minutes on the clock now. It should have been 2-0 as Garrity picked up a superb pass from Morrill. His fantastic cross found Proctor, who smashed wide from close range. And again, Proctor dis- should be very disappointed with that. That is a guilt-edged chance for them. And Ogie again lost his man. So again, defensively, we just looked shot to pieces. Should have very, scored, very yeah. worrying. Should have scored. Long. Although I think the header was the easier chance. I mean, In all the highlights and like the official club highlights on Quest, they showed that miss. Yeah. I thought the header was a much easier chance than that. Um, but riding our luck a little bit in that one. But all down the same side again. Yep. All down our left. So their right, our left. They seemed like they completely, through scouting us, had found a loophole or something they thought they could capitalise on. But those two chances, it's the same ball. It's literally the same ball from the same position in across the box. And the guy's there. And luckily for us, he's missed it twice where... If he was on form or a better player, you'd be like three 0 down within nineteen yeah. minutes. Going, what is going on? But however, it was only one 0 at this point. Twenty seventh minute, Hector Kipriano picked up a yellow card for a foul on Pet. Thirtieth, thirty minutes on the clock now, and Omar Beckles picked up a yellow card for a foul on Wilson, who was driving towards goal. Conlon took the free kick, which went just wide of Lawrence Vigarou's goal. Yeah, I think Lawrence had it covered, but you know, not a bad effort. Yeah. Wilson turned. Shot over the bar from inside the 18-yard box in the 34th minute. I mean, apart from the Harry Smith corner, 35 minutes nothing. here, we've done nothing. We've had nothing. It's been all Port Vale. Yeah. Shad Ogie went into the referee's book in the 37th minute as he mistimed a tackle on Wilson. And, yeah. Loads just... of bookings building up at this point. You're thinking, why don't you just have to be careful yeah. with chaps? Because you're picking up a lot of bookings and you don't want to be... Three or four yellows is not cool. Yeah, two minutes of added time were added on. And in the first minute of that, Tom James had the volley from about 20 yards out, went high and over the bars. The ref brought the half to a close shortly after as the O's went in one or down. To be frank, it could have been a lot worse. It should have been. If Port Vale were more clinical, you're right, it should have been. Attendance was announced 5,667 with a whopping 317 that had travelled up to Port Vale. Well done then. Yeah, I think first half your views weren't so happy with that one, were you? No, disastrous first half, really. It felt like the Harrogate game all over again. Um, you know, reincarnation of that. Everyone, to a man, has been terrible. You know, we're not talking about Smith getting much in the way. Like, apart from his third-minute effort that goes wide, we've not fashioned anything. Hector's feeble chance at 15 minutes on the clock. It's really, really been poor. We've been out-fought. We've been out-thought um, as well. We're not tracking. We're not picking people up. And not quite sure why we're playing Ogie at right centre-back. Maybe Beckel should have gone right centre-back. Happy as the centre-back. Just because of a right-footed player. And, and they seem to be targeting him a little bit in that half as well. Although, notab- notably, the chances, the guilt edge chance have come from uh, from the left-hand side where Happy was. Yeah. But, you know, I think, you, I think you've hit the nail on the head. You know, we're lucky to be just 1-0 down. And I think Kenny will be the, the more grateful of the two managers to be going in at half-time to be able to get his team together. I think Daryl Clark would clearly have wanted that half to just carry on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, really disappointing. Lots of tweets coming in 
at half time. Not a happy bunch tweeting us. Jason Kilby six. So very fortunate to be in this game. Totally outfought and outplayed. We should be four down. Have to compete and get on the front foot. Keep possession. Not continually give the ball away. A KJ Rocket, please. Hart says we can get a 2-1 here, but Head says we'll lose this by two or three. Yeah, it, he's not far wrong there, to be fair. Um, next up, we had a tweet from Dan Alton, 2590. He needs to change personnel and shape. Happy and Kipriano off straight away. No point waiting. Four at the back. Don't know what he's thinking about playing Archibald in the middle. Totally ineffective. Good point there. Trousers Techno said a very fast Paul Bell approving a challenge for us. We're lucky to only be 1-0 down. We're not coping with their approach. We've been sloppy on the ball and created little. Perhaps Kenny Jacket needs to make a change. Perhaps Kenny Jacket was reading our timeline at half-time because he took down all the point about Archibald Imagine. and Trousers Techno. <laughs> yeah, he made one change half-time. Paul Smythe came on and replaced Theo Archibald. I was surprised by this. Yeah, Kenny well, kind of explained in this post-match that we'll play after. I was surprised because I know... Paul Smythe is rated very, very, very highly. And, you know, Northern Ireland International came from QPR, had a good pre-season, done well against Salford before he got injured. But Theo Archibald's been immense, I would say. And you don't take off your best creative player with 45 minutes gone for no reason. And Dave did ask the question, and I think we're going to come back to it after we yeah, play the interview. Yeah, in your thoughts. But right? I, was, I was surprised by that, because at some point you're going to play Smythe and Archibald in the same team because they are, are you? They, they're the two most creative players I'd be amazed if he not Drinan you're going to drop Drinan for Smythe then not well I think that's probably a point to make when we talk about post-match but I'd, I'd be surprised if at some point he's not tinkering with formations and setups if he needs to get Smythe into that team because how can you take Theo Archibald out yeah, well, there was seemed to be some long running issue with him and Pet, which we haven't mentioned in in that because it, it wasn't really worth it. But there seemed to be some sort of aggro between the two. Someone left a tackle in or, or a foot in on one of them, yeah. and neither would let it go. So I think that there was probably going to be if he didn't get substituted, that it would probably not end well for him. So it's probably a sensible thing that he did come off. But then, if you're Kenny Jacket, right, you'd be saying to Theo, just give him a little nudge, make him do something silly on you, and get him a red. Yeah, right, because yeah. Kenny. It doesn't strike me as a Kenny thing to do to say, oh, you're a bit hyped up here. I'm going to take you off because I don't yeah. try. It doesn't True. really seem like a Kenny Jacket thing True. to do. I was, just, I was just surprised. I wasn't surprised to see Smythe come on. I was surprised that Theo came off to make way for him. Yeah. But, you know, Jacket gets paid to make these, these decisions. That's exactly what he did. But actually, to, to be fair to him, uh, that one change actually seemed to galvanise us and change us a bit yeah. for, the, for, for the positive. 51 minutes on the clock, we're going to skip, so... Half-time done, Archibald's off, Smythe is on. Connor Wood had a side-footed shot that went wide following a long throw into the box. Yeah, 55th minute, Ogie won a free kick following a tussle. He won against Proctor, who fouled him. And that came to nothing. A minute later, Connor Wood had another effort on goal. This time, struck it over the bar following some good build-up play. Yeah, decent that. We've been much better this half, much the better side, much more like us. And that Connor Wood effort, he just couldn't get his hips over high enough and get his foot over the ball. That was a good opportunity if he could have got his technique in on that. Not not a criticism by any means because that was difficult. But yeah, if he had done that, it would have been a tremendous, tremendous equaliser. So on the hour mark then, the O's equalised um, through uh, Paul... Sm uh, well... <laughs> I tweeted, I got. I thought it was Smythe that actually scored it. It wasn't, it was Drinnen. But that's what you get for making notes and having one eye on the game. So, a good run from Paul Smythe saw him play a pass into Aaron Drinnen and from a tight angle got his shot off and it just deflected off of Vale's Rob Jones and into the, into the goal, past the stranded keeper to make it 1-1. Very fortunate, but when it goes for you, who cares, man? Who cares? Well done, Aaron Drinnen. He knew exactly what he was doing there. Played it against James. Keep it goes the wrong <laughs> way. Well done, Julian. You legend. One all. I thought he'd gone too far wide, actually. The angle was so yeah. acute. Um, almost where Ruel Satoru scored from yeah, um, for, for that goal. But that he just had a, that little bit of fortune. But Smythe has really changed the game for us. We look a, a lot more attack-minded. We look more balanced. We look a little bit more dangerous. And, you know, we're talking about All Orient at the moment and Port Vale have really sort of been pushed back and yeah. we've played a lot of football in their half. I know it's only 15 minutes in, but we've done a lot of the football in their half. Great. Great to see one all. And that's, you know, if you don't take chances at 1-0, there's always a risk that the other side will come out better. Correct. 
and punish you for it. So it's great to see Orient being that team for once. So let's fast forward into the 71st minute. Shadow Yap battled Proctor, fed out and driven. His cross was dangerous, but Coverland gathered the ball in the Port Vale goal. Yeah, Tom James went into the referee's book in the 73rd minute for an off-the-ball incident, which was definitely his fifth booking <laughs> of the season. So as far as we know, that's definitely his fifth booking, unless like another booking early in the season has been like taken off. Taken off, name chalked off, yeah. Again, so he won't be playing against Barrow. We're pretty sure, we're pretty sure, unless there's any aces up on his sleeves, that he's not playing against Barrow. So 76 minutes then, it was the second O's sub, as Craig Clay came on to replace Aaron Drinnan. Yeah, 79 minutes, some pressure in the O's penalty area, saw Amu shoot from just a few yards out, and Lawrence Vigarou saved the shot eventually went out for a corner that came to nothing and it's been a fairly lively second half I think it's fair to say especially after our goal seemed to just galvanise Port Vale as well I think that was their wake up call it's like come on lads we're not you know we've been battered here let's let's do something about it and they've you know they've come back and there's yeah. a lot of lot of end to end stuff it was quality there's still going to be a lot of drama in this game we've not, not really seen anything yet 81st minute and Craig Clay gave away a free kick right by the corner flag came in Vigoru dropped the free kick but luckily was able to gather oh, the ball. Heart in the mouth kind ah. of stuff, that right on the line as well. The O's took the lead in the 86th minute. Tom James just won the ball ahead of his marker, looked up and his shot from distance flew into the bottom corner of Covalent's goal to make it 2-1 to the O's with only four minutes of normal time left to play out. Done well there. Very good Very, goal. Made it all himself, wins the ball in a 50-50 challenge, drives forward, looks up, goes, I'll have some of this. Great finish. Amazing. When was the last time we had a right back smashing it and getting forwards? Oh, no idea. I mean, we've obviously spoken about his goal against Oldham, which was yeah. a great goal. Another great goal there for Tom James. At this point, you're thinking we were rubbish in the first half. Yeah. Much better second. This is a complete smash and grab to for all intents and purposes. And dreaming about, you know, keeping up the good run. Couldn't second believe it. half team. Couldn't believe it. Second half team. Couldn't believe it. So let's go in and talk about the last six minutes of this game and Port Vale equalised in the 90th minute through some neat build-up play on our left. It saw the ball pull back to the unmarked Dennis Politic in the box. He struck the ball with his right foot. The ball flew past Lawrence Vigarou into the back of the net to make it to all. How disappointing was that? Down that same side again that we've seen all those chances come yeah. through the first half. Pull the ball back, and the guy literally has got the freedom of Stoke or wherever Port Vale is yeah, around near, that area. Near Stoke, yeah. In the part wherever it's all the time in the world scores his first goal for Port Vale. Won't get much easier chance. To be fair, he still has to finish yet. It's a good finish. It's a good finish. Yeah. Can't can't leave players like that who play for like top end of the league clubs in this division the chance like that in the ninetieth minute because they're gonna, they're going to punish you most most of the time. More often than not. Absolutely, really disappointing. That's another defensive lapse that that we've allowed. That's cost us basically. If these things don't cost you goals and games, you could kind of say, "All right, fine, we're riding our luck a bit." But we're not. We're being punished because we're playing a good side. Arguably, against a Scunthorpe or a, or an Oldham, you probably like flip yeah. a coin and probably win the toss. But you're not, and and it was poor. And I see a lot of people. Um, blaming Dan Happy for these this goal and the next goal but I'm going to take Dan Happy's silence because it wasn't there was a collective defensive issue there error um, it wasn't just one player so you know how many times are you going to leave opposition players unmarked in the penalty area and expect them not to score and there's a bit of a thing through this match but yeah I think Beckles was probably one of the standout culpable, culpable players in that situation if you're going to start finger pointing about it but again you'd argue that Shad and Tom James and you know uh, maybe even Connor Wood to an extent where was he in all, in all of this and then maybe even Prattley and, and, and Clay from the midfield providing cover yeah. so again I mean you could finger point a half a dozen players there um, but yeah going to have to finger point again in a minute because when we all thought we'd drop two points to get a draw things got even worse and in the third minute Port Vale won the game. There's a long ball uh, to, on their right side. Literally, it was the, such a basic crossfield ball from their left. Yeah, their left to their right, our left. Again, our weak spot all game. Connor Wood. I mean, there's so many. It there's so many opportunities to clear that ball before it even falls to the Proctor who strikes the ball. Wood loses it in the air. I mean, I can't, Wood's got out of this from a fan perception anyway, as clean as a whistle. I've seen no um, criticism of Connor Wood. On our Twitter feed, anyway, and all 
all the goals have come from his. He's a left back, right? Left wing back, yeah. No, no one's criticised him. Loses the ball. Happy then gets caught in no man's land because Happy doesn't know whether to go to the guy who's about to cross, cross the ball. It, yeah. Because he doesn't know if he's going to shoot or not. Yeah. He gets caught in two miles. He pulls the ball back to Proctor. Again. No one's closing so down. So much space who, again, takes it well. But again, if you're going to give him all the time in the box in the 93rd minute on his better foot. And a striker like Proctor as well. He's going to punish you. He's going to score. He did. I don't get why people hung Dan Made out free to dry there. Yeah, I, don't I mean, I think you've spoken about it for the second goal, but, you know, people can put point of finger happy, but who's running with Proctor? Where are your defensive? Where's Prattley? Where's, where, where are the unplayers? Where's yeah. Clay? Where's Beckles? Why are you all running back to Where's block Shad? a shot? Just get in front of the guy and just try and block the shot. So, disappointing. Terrible. Yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. James as well. Tom James possibly culpable there. And again, it's a collective defensive lapse. I don't think one individual player is particularly culpable there. The referee thankfully brought the match to a close shortly after this to leave the O's stunned having lost, uh, lost the match where we were only winning with four minutes of normal time left to play. It's incredible. Yes, the, that's why beautiful is, that's why beautiful. That's why football is the beautiful game. It's it can horrible take, it can at take times. you for a road post of emotions quicker than most things in life. So Kenny Jackett spoke today, Victor, after the game. We're going to play all of Dave's uh, post-match interview because he made uh, some decent points and Kenny gave some interesting answers. So here's what Kenny Jackett had to say today, Victor, post-match. Well, Kenny, thanks for joining us. You must feel so disappointed. Yeah, um, I felt Port Vale a good side, though. Um, very good side. That, you know, there's a lot to handle. And, and f- first half, they deserved their lead and could have been more. You know, we didn't really cause them too many problems in the first half. And defensively, they gave us a lot of problems. So, you know, we had the ball up and around their box a lot and they were intercepting and breaking and, and give us you know give us problems down the sides and uh, a lot of problems as well so anyway second half we made a good fist of it though we had a real good go started with a good intent I felt and, and uh, got ourselves into a great position uh, but um, you know we've, we've got enough people behind the ball on two cutbacks there uh, and Proctor and Politic have finished it very well and as soon as you you know at that moment you know they're, they're, they're um, key players for them and, and they're free on that pullback and we need a better shape in that, uh, at that particular time rather than going too defensive really and, and, and everybody getting back behind the ball because it seemed as if you'd done the hard job in the second half coming back from behind uh, Tom James of course giving you the advantage yeah and we've made a good fist of it second half we we made a game of it I thought first half they were better than us and we need to do better than that but to be fair though they're a good side they've got a lot of good players they've got good players to come on and they're a well balanced side and they'll cause people a lot of problems particularly here but um, second half we made a good go of it and, and you know we, we were on top and um, you know, created a number of chances, got ourselves again into good situations, and as you said, got our noses in front. But but similarly, you know, we couldn't hold them. You know, two cutbacks from the from the left hand side, very similar goals, and 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 for us, you know, perhaps just over covering in both situations there, where we've given them really, you know, a free shot just inside the box. You made the change at the break. Paul Smith coming on. Is Sir Theo Archibald injured? No, he's okay. But he's, he's, he's had a disrupted week, really. And I thought that just, just showed him. But similarly, you know, we wanted to just try to get ourselves going a little bit and, and hope that Paul could give us that spark. Um, you know, it's his first game, Paul, since Salford at the start of the season where he came off with a hamstring. And uh, it'd be a good addition for us. Tom James, of course, did score. He also picked up, well, I think he's definitely a fifth yellow card, so he missed the game at Barrow? He will miss the game at Barrow, definitely, yes. And, and, and some sort of conjecture, whether that was last week or whatever. But as you said, scored a very good goal as well. But, but def- definitely did you know, a number of bookings today. Uh, what about Alex Mitchell? He was clearly uh, a notable absentee. How extensive is the injury? Yeah, we, we think he'll be okay for next week. He, he had a tight hamstring, no more than that, but it's not something that you can risk necessarily. And, and he has a, you know, he has a chance of training this week and uh, missed it today with a hamstring injury. How difficult will it be to lift the players after such a disappointing end to the game? Yeah, we have to lift them. We have to we have to assess it accurately as well. You know, we need to do better than we did in the first half where they were on top and, and could have scored more. Um, uh, fair play to the players for the second half uh, um, response, though, and, and the way we played because we came back into it very, very well. But then at the end, you know, we got key details wrong and, and as, as much as, you know, picking them up, and after that di- disappointment, you have to be resilient, have to accept that Port Vale are a good side as well and, and will give people a lot of problems. And, and uh, you know, for us, 
Now, we have to see out those moments a, a, a lot better, but um, we come up a bit against a, a good side today, uh, and we have to learn from it, and we have to move on. Any other injuries? No, at the moment we're okay. I don't think, you know, we have, we have a, a, a game in the AFL Trophy on Tuesday night uh, at uh, Crawley and then Barrow. So, you know, f- few away games. And, and, you know, we have the character and we have the metal to, to come through that. As, as much as those things, though, making the correct decisions, this is a big thing. Any chance of Adam Thompson featuring on Tuesday night? I don't think so, no. No, he hasn't trained yet. And finally, for me, over 300 travelling supporters. Yeah, and, and we gave them something in the second half. You know, we gave them a, a, um, a lot to get behind and got ourselves into a good position. And, and in the first half, it did look like the game might run away from us, to be honest with you. But, you know, there was a, there was a response in the second half and, and the supporters there got right behind us, which was great to see. And we're obviously frustrated with the result, as frustrated as they are. Thank you, Kenny. Good luck. Cheers. And that was... Uh, Kenny Jacket again talking to Dave Victor post-match. Dave, thanks very much for letting us have that. Very, very grateful to you. And he makes lots of good points. You wanted to pick up on the point he made about taking Theo off. Yeah, I mean, I had that in my post-match, but I... I oh, okay, we can save it. I can say it now. I don't know what a disrupted week means in terms of Theo Archibald if he's not injured. Mm. So I would have liked Dave to ask that question, to say, what what do you mean? If you're not injured, I don't understand what, what that means. What does a disruptive week mean? Yeah. I'm going to put two and two together and go... There's obviously something not right with him in terms of he was anonymous yesterday by all, all accounts and he hasn't been, which only leads me to a conclusion that disrupted means, don't know, can't explain. <laughs> I hope it's not linking in his ear, him getting some kind of word back. And I, I, I could be clutching at straws, but surprised that wasn't followed up on. So anyway, league table means that the O's dropped down to fourth. Look at us, annoyed. Disappointed. Living we're fourth. fourth in league. So Harrogate, Port Vale... Leapfrogged us so now play 10 won 4 drawn 4 lost 2 goal difference of plus 8 16 points which is no no means a bad start to the season look no. at us now getting all snobbish 1.6 <laughs> points per game so we've only lost 2 I mean if we carry on as the way we are we'll have about 74 75 points something like that and we'd have only lost about what Five games all season, if that's the case. So I more, I'd be more, I'd be ecstatic with that, to be honest. In Kenny, we trust my friend. Absolutely. So as I noted at half time, the first half was one to forget, and a half, and really half time couldn't come quick enough. We were so poor. Um, The introduction of Paul Smythe changed the dynamic, and we operated much more on the front foot. I thought Um, two decent goals for us, well worked. Two poor goals to concede, particularly in injury time. I mean, we're switching off, and like Kenny says, you know, two cutbacks and two free shots in the area, it's just not good enough. And they'll they'll work on that, I'm sure, in training. They won't want that to, to be a reoccurring theme throughout the season. And I have to say, some of our defending at times was a bit criminal. Happy doesn't seem to have played well as a back three there. Um, I don't know if it's Alex Mitchell or just the imbalance and Shadow right centre-back and... Happy at the left centre-back. I, I, I don't know, but he just didn't seem particularly comfortable yesterday. But then, you know, Beckles looked all out at sea as well. There's a couple of goals that you could probably, if you're going to be really picky and say, actually, pick one person to be at fault for two goals, you'd probably argue that it might have been Omar Beckles. I don't want to victimise anybody, any of the players here, because, again, as I said earlier, collectively, defensively as a unit, I don't think it was particularly good enough. Picked up more yellows today, a lot more yellows. Archibald and Pet seem to have had a running battle, as I said earlier. Um, don't really want to see the petty side of, of our game. Just just get on with it. Just If they want to do that and wind you up, just ignore it and, and move on. Not really understanding why Drinnen was replaced either. I thought he looked pretty offensive at times, and I, I like that. Hector did very well. Some really good skill at times to keep the ball under some pressure around our boxer. One or two pieces of skill. I remember him running round and past the player. Very, very, very assured from Hector as well. Overall, bad result, but really not end of the world stuff. And it's all about the reaction that we get from the players for this now. It's about how they turn up at Crawley. Whether you care about that EFL trophy or not, it's a it's a competitive first team senior fixture, so they need to put something in. Whether Kenny names any of the players from Saturday or gives some of those that were on the bench an opportunity, mixed in with some youngsters and a couple of first teamers, I don't know. Um, but finally, as well, absolutely outrageous and appalled to see the racist abuse that Lawrence Vigaru got from a couple of. I'd say idiot fans, but I'd like to say worse. But And I hope that the Port Vale board do something about those scumbags. 
Um, it's funny because their account has restrictions to it, so you can't just get in their DMs and message them back. I looked to try, but obviously I failed. Okay. Your views? Yeah, uh, it was very odd actually. It was unlike a Kenny Jacket Orient. I've only seen it happen once before. That was against uh, Harrogate, but Port Vale obviously done their scouting work, so kudos to whoever was scouting us because they obviously saw a glitch in the system that yep. uh, they picked up on and worked very well to their advantage. I mean, I didn't watch the ninety minutes, so I can't I can't comment about the, the full ninety. But happy to me and the highlights that I've seen appeared no worse than anyone else. And you spoke about Happy doesn't look comfortable in the back three. I don't think Dan Happy has looked comfortable at all since February last season where, I don't know if it's confidence or whatever, it's not been the same Dan Happy. Maybe he can't handle League 2. He was a rock in the National League. Maybe the step up has been too much, but Happy happy has struggled, but so did Beckles. I think so did O yesterday. Connor Wood, like I've said, is your left back, but he wasn't no, around for any of the goals. Yeah. So... Surprising that one. I was like I said, surprised to see Theo come for half time. I don't really understand what a disrupted week means for a footballer. But saying that, I thought we showed good spirit to get back into it in the second half mm-hmm. to come back from a, 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 not the best of showing and to get back to one all and take the lead with four minutes left shows you that they are fighting for the shirt, which is all we want. And then, like you said, it's all about how we respond now. And again, I think Kenny now as his post match interview, I think he seems quite harsh on himself when he goes, "We got the key details wrong." It's like, mate, you were winning with four minutes left. You didn't, you didn't do that too that too badly. It was just the last, what, four or five minutes of the last down. So, but you'd argue that we probably shouldn't have been as bad as we were in the first half. Yeah, but if you're going to... But for their when, poor when you go, when, Yeah, when you go 2-1 up, though, you, you kind of... Yeah, it, it had, had we won the game 2-1, we would be sitting there going, he's now the Masterstroke, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's all about that full-time score. But for me, yeah, not the end of the world. You know, we're still fourth on the table. Although I've only taken one point from the last six. So... We played well against Mansfield. We played better in the second half yesterday. I'm not worried. I've still got complete faith in Kenny. So, yeah. for me, see how we get on, see how we react. So, those were our views. Lots and lots of your views came into us at Orient Outlook. And as you know by now, we have social media sponsors who are Town and Country Hurts and Essex Estate Agents. You can find them on Twitter at Hurts Town and also at Charlie underscore Paul, who works for them. Big O's fan. So, thank you, Charlie, for all the engagement you've been giving us. And again, we try and read out as many uh, tweets as possible. Just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. David Sears free. It's awful defending for most of the game. Dan Happy showed exactly why he's not been able to get into the side. Not good enough. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Oakley underscore said 2-1 up in the 86th and lose 3-2. That is a bottle job performance. Maybe but maybe bottle jobs is a bit harsh. I'm not sure about that one. Alan Reeves too. It's a good second half going forward, but happy nowhere near the standard of the rest of the team. At least two of the goals he was at fault for. Disagree. So again, people disagree. I don't happy. know. I see it differently. Ben Porter, CT, said unacceptable defending. And I hate to point fingers, but happy was atrocious. Shows how much we miss Mitchell. Paul Smythe was electric after coming on. Vale thumped us in the first half, but losing that isn't good enough. Good good point about Alex Mitchell. Yeah. Alex Mitchell has been, what, played about three or four games for us? Not over he's been yeah. very good. Big loss for us. Maybe that's why we looked as, as flaky as we did at the back. I thought you were going to make a point there. No, I was just about that. Again, just a finger pointing at Dan Happy. I, like, he was no worse than anyone else. Beckles or Shad, to be fair. You're going to see a few more tweets that, uh, yeah. that might call him out. Ryan, JD, 56, is happy, shocking for all three goals. Overall, though, we were terrible in the first half. Slightly better second half. Largely thanks to a very good cameo from Smythe. Didn't deserve to win. A draw was probably fair, but to lose to a last-minute winner, what could be more already? <laughs> yeah, Rekka, that's very true. Wrecker Blue App said, terrible first half. Smythe came on and had a big impact. We looked to go for the draw and then James scored a corker. Then to lose, it was gutting. Had a few opportunities to clear lines for the equaliser and the ascendancy was with Vale after that. Gutting to lose, really. Yeah, that's why it feels so bad because Cause we've had the lead four two one up time, yeah. Time. yeah Richie J Bourne says conceding two injury time goals is poor pressure was on even with the O's ahead near the end but we needed to present what we got two all happens but three two really shouldn't happy divers no pace can't shield the ball loses his player the complete opposite to Mr Ogie happy just not good enough the promise he showed early on just hasn't improved. I agree with part of that. He's certainly, like you said, having not probably not his best season, but he's no worse than the others. I don't understand how people are seeing it so differently, so differently, but fair enough. Or in underscore Ed said, as angry as I am to concede uh, two in injury time uh, and then to lose, there are a few things from the second half. 
Uh, Smythe looked great for a player who's been out for a month. <laughs> Our attacking was good. Sorry, I laughed at that because he's... Well, we all know. Anyway, uh, our attacking was good and Ogie was once again brilliant. However, first half was shocking and time for Happy to go. You see, I thought Ogie, that wasn't his best game. It's, it's football, isn't it? Mental. It's football. Why don't fans see this? Kenny not be happy with conceding two late goals at all. However, still another 36 games to go and a lot of football to be played. Before the season started, most fans would have loved the club to be where we are in the league yeah. at the moment. Two defeats out of ten. Still good. Great Bang point. on. Bang Great on. point, Luke. Paul Redrum said, typical Orient, just when you think, yes, another win, we don't even draw the game, we bloody lose, and that's what annoys us fans the most. <laughs> Good tweet there, Paul. Safe hands, 0-0. Zero, zero. says, let's be positive. Goes, one, Val, decent side, we came close to beating them away. Two, yeah. Mitchell and Thompson, will sure up our defence with fit. Number three, Smythe looks great, and we have Kemp as an option. Four, we are fourth, despite the defeat. Next, Sparrow, then Walsall. Both winnable. Very, very true. Yeah. Very true. Reese N94 said, I feel for Happy. He's had a shocker, but ultimately we win as a team and lose as one. The first half wasn't good enough at all. Bang on tweet. Heartbreaking, but encouraging second half. Full confidence will bounce back. That is probably a, one of the most outstanding tweets out of all of this. You like that one? Yeah. It's, it's, it's balanced. It's balanced. All right, yeah, he said, I feel for Happy, but, you know, it was collectively poor. Nice one, Reese. Ian Hutchison, 08. said, obviously gutted. We couldn't hold on after a shaky first half. This is football. One week, play a team off the pitch, and the next, struggle big time. This is why we all love the game so much. On to the next one. Anthony, 53561986, said, we are a good team and so avail, but I hope that Kenny Jacket has, uh, but I hope that Kenny Jacket has let loose a promotion team should not concede two goals in the last few minutes away and lose the game. Yeah, on electric. So the team's beginning to suss us out. Get in our faces. Wind us up. Don't give us a minute's peace. Harrogate. Mansfield. Port Val. Good point. Astute there. MS Orient said, always a bit of pill to swallow. Losing a match with a last gasp winner. To be fair, over the 90 plus minutes, Port Val deserved the three points. You come back strong and realise the mistakes made individually. Long way to go. 36 to play and I'm 100% confident will get promoted. Very good tweet. Yeah, I like that one. Mark Molly Folly, 2019, says nothing to panic about. We still have a couple of players from the old regime that aren't up to the promotion level. This will be addressed in the January window in prep for a strong top three push. We just need to stay in touching distance until then. Yeah, Tony Will, 409-69676. That's a catchy one. Gets the penultimate word this week. Says, such a disappointment letting in two injury time goals. After a much improved second half performance, Kenny Jacket is a class manager in the way he sums up the game, which is a great point. Never digs out individuals. Spot on. Kenny Jacket. I don't think Kenny Jacket will ever call out any player for not performing. Will always win as a team, lose as a team. Doesn't yeah. call out the ref either, I've noticed. From the poor, some of the positions have been given. Always leaves it fair and square down to him and his team. Final word this week goes to Kid Sampson O, who says, can't get too high, can't get too low. We're a good team at this level and we lost to another good team at this level, albeit in particularly disappointing fashion. Sure, Kenny won't overreact, though the sooner Thompson or the Millwall lad come back, the better. So lots and lots there of interesting points being made. So let us know if you agree or disagree with any. Were, is Paul too lenient on Happy? Am I being silly about Archibald coming off too early? A Smythe and press shoot. Lots and lots of big, big talking points. What happened to Harry Smith in that game? Third minute header. Didn't see anything else of him. No. Lots of talking points. Lots of talking points. We're going to come on to another one a bit later. So let us know. You can give us a tweet at Orient Outlook or you can email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Also on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast. We are also on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast. Yeah, we are. So that sums up uh, yesterday's game against Port Vale. We've got the Carol Langley Flores Prediction League update. Interestingly, there were no correct predictions for this match, meaning the top of the prediction league will be as follows. There was a lot of two alls. Had it been two all, there have been quite a few points. There was one three to Orient, but there was no, there was nothing. Obviously, there was no three to uh, yeah. Port Vale. So the top of the prediction league is unchanged. Adam Parks, Parksy, eighteen eighty one, just hanging on there, mate. Is just hanging on in there as well. Good interview with Danny Macklin as well on your podcast on the Lowdown podcast as well. Interesting points and questions. Good questions made there, mate. Fifteen points was Nino underscore Barone, and on eleven points is still Tommy Atkinson six and Wadsey. So thank you to 
everybody for your predictions. Yeah, before we end Port Vale, obviously it's been all over social media. Post-match, like everyone else, we were very disappointed. And Paul mentioned it in his post-match views to see the racial abuse given and aimed at O's goalkeeper, Lawrence Vigroo. Just like to give him a full support during this time. And hopefully the appropriate action is taken against these idiots it did seem like you know the two guys the two tweets the two instant messages that I've seen don't look like aliases they look like actual kids yeah names so they'll they'll be able to track them track them Port Vale football police are on it as well from a tweet that I yeah and fair play to Port Vale they came out and you know they said they take it very seriously and I'm sure I'm sure they'll deal with it appropriately and you know I'm sure 99% of Port Vale fans are disgusted by these idiots it's just a very very Small minority, so you know you never like to see it. And hopefully they deal with it appropriately. So Absolutely. hopefully, so with Instagram, and social media, because it's it, it won't have they won't carries on. They're, yeah, they're, they're I think too you're big, right, unfortunately. The club will hopefully ban those players. So anyway, uh, let's not dwell on on such yeah. negativity. Sunday the third of October, the O's ladies were in action against Rose FC and took the lead in the twenty eighth minute through Jess Musk. And then the goals just flowed as a double from Eve Pearson and Alicia Williams' uh, goal gave the O's a 4-0 half-time lead. More goals followed in the second half as Jess Musk got another two to complete her hat-trick and Karadi got a goal to make it 7-0. Eve Pearson got another one to complete her hat-trick and make it 8-0, which is how the game finished. So Olivia and the ladies' team, well done to you all. And I think like Matt Porter said last week and like Danny Macklin said in his interview, you know, the FA have been a bit silly here putting the girls in, in the league that they're in. It's not fair on the other team, but there may be a little bit of good fortune here that while we get out, you know, they're a new team, so while they get up and running... Um, it gives us time to work, like Matt said, it gives them time to work on things in the background. So, yeah, but I think that's going to be a regular theme, isn't it? Six, I seven, so. five, yeah. six, seven, eight, nil. I think they've already done, was it 12 nil they've done the other Something week? So, yeah, well done. Love to see it. So, at 57 minutes almost, let's wrap up this bad boy fantasy football update then. Tyler Osborne, Connor Monk, joint top of the Iron Outlook podcast, Fantasy Football League, 492 points ahead of James Durkan in second place, 11 points ahead of him. I'm in 247th place out of 315 players, having another shocker. But there you go, marathon, not a sprint, I say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, positives and negatives. I think I done positives last week. Okay, so I'll, I'll do that on. then. So, uh, Paul Smythe is back, so it's one less in the injury room. I think that's a good positive. The impact that he had Very good on impact. yesterday's game um, as well, I think is, uh, is a really good... Uh, point as well um, scored two goals away from home so di- the positive is we've scored two goals away from home the fact that we've then lost the game <laughs> uh, is obviously the negative there but again um, you know nothing to be sniffed at you know Tom James has got another another goal for his account um, and the third and final positive that we've got here uh, is the away support 317 fans given that there is a, an alleged fuel crisis in this country the fact that people <laughs> have made the effort to go up there uh, arguably many people go up by train but there are still a number that will drive yeah okay three positives unfortunately you probably know this episode is going to be outweighed by the negative six negatives on the own outlet podcast I hate to see it the first one Although we scored two goals, which is a positive, the negative of that is conceded three goals. So, never good. Two of those in the last five minutes of the game. However, still a negative. The second negative, I think we can all agree, the first half was pretty rubbish, wasn't it? So, that is a negative. The third negative, how many yellow cards are we picking up per match? It's quite a lot. So, Tom James definitely picked up a yellow card. As far as we know, that was definitely his fifth yellow card of the season. And he's definitely suspended for Barrow. Whoever would have thought this would be a negative on your out of the podcast? We've dropped to fourth. Outrageous. Jack it out. Sort it out. Jack it out. So we dropped to fourth. It's all Ling's fault. Ling. Right. Two more negatives to go. Injury problems. So, I mean, to be fair, I, mean, I don't really know that's a massive negative. Mitchell, apparently, who's back next week. Thompson, back training next week. I don't think there's any more, is there? It, seems to, it just seems to be. Just this a regular, yeah. The the, the 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 medical department just seemed to have a bit of a conveyor belt. As soon as one comes out, so, sorry. As soon as one goes out, fit one goes in. Yeah. And the last negative then, the idiots on social media abusing our marvelous goalkeeper Lawrence Vigoru. So those were positives 
and negative signing to move on to the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. Yeah, a bit of a first for us, I think, on this occasion. Uh, the nominees for our Hero of the Week are Hector Kipriano. I thought he had a really good game yesterday. Uh, some of the comments have gone, un- or it's gone unnoticed, really. He's not really been picked up. I thought he was good. Paul Smythe, because the dynamic that he brought with on. Uh, Aaron Junan, I thought, was industrious yesterday uh, without really having much... Uh, much of a say in the outcome of the game. I thought he was good. He, yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, he's he's scored. So uh, I take take some of that back. And then Tom James. Yeah. Uh, just defensively, generally, not defensively so much, but the fact that he scored that 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 goal and it was a corker of a goal. So we put it to the vote. We had a number of votes. I think it's 119 votes that came. Uh, uh, a bit low, but I think it was always going to be due to what had happened after the game and everyone's attention going on, on that. to the negative. Yeah. So the joint winners, both getting 43% of the vote, are Paul Smythe and Tom James. Yeah, so well, well done, done, chaps. The first. I think the first a joint hero of the week winner. Yeah. To the public vote. Well done, chaps. So let's move on into next week's fixtures two. Coming up this week, both on the road. First up, we, on 5th of October, Tuesday night, going down the M23 to Crawley Town for an EFL Trophy group match. Crawley have been in pretty good form of late. They did lose 2 one away at Tramere uh, yesterday on Saturday. Currently 14th in the league. They've won three, drawn one, and lost one of their last five games. It'll be interesting to see how Johnny M's approaches this tournament. I don't know enough about Crawley. No. Um, to know how they approached their first game don't know how they got in, in their group game but um, interesting to see how they're going to go go for that one yeah I, I do agree with you I think that um, they've tur- they've started to turn a bit of a corner now yeah, for their have. season yeah. because it became a bit of a running joke didn't it about them uh, the post-match um, yep, interviews. interviews with John Yems and there's someone saying that the media guy uh, was in on it um, as it stands at the moment Charlton are top of our league um we're second on three. Uh, Crawley must have lost to. So Charlton must have been Crawley. Yeah, yeah must so have five well. five nil. It must have been or something like that. Oh blimey! So they're pretty. They've got a plus five goal difference, and Crawley have got a negative five goal difference. So oh, so imagine Crawley probably uh, probably not going to give it too much focus. Sorry, six one. They lost in their first game to Charlton. Cool. So we've got that on Tuesday night, and then on Saturday, huge long old trip up to Barrow. So Barrow, Barrow having a pretty good season. Like I thought they might do actually. They beat Mansfield away. Mm. Uh, 1-0 yesterday currently 7th in League 2 they've won 3 drawn 1 lost 1 of the last 5 games and everyone will know who their manager is Mark yeah. Cooper not the greatest uh, character character shall we say especially yeah. after what he said to Mr Embleton two, last season 2 years ago now so ago, yeah. interesting one that'll be a tough game they've had some good results Ollie Banks looks a hell of a player looks like he's really come on for Barrow so one to be uh, wary of. They've also got Josh Gordon from Warsaw, who scored against us about two years ago at Warsaw away. So it's going to be a difficult one, but that's the kind of game if you're going to go up and be up there, you're going to have to win or get something out. Yeah, there. absolutely. So thank you uh, for that. Uh, sponsorship reminder then, don't forget for the best plastering and rendering price around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook at Big Ads with a Z on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. So that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode 259. We've just gone over the hour mark uh, as we round this up then. So a game where the first half was so poor, we were lucky to go in at half-time, just 1-0 down. Cue the second half though, and Kenny Jackett made one tactical change with the introduction of Paul Smythe. We seemed to play much more positively, which bore fruit in the 60th minute when we equalised and then got even better in the 86th when we took a late lead but it wasn't meant to be as Port Vale scored two late goals to win 3-2 yeah two difficult away fixtures await this week neither being easy but if you go in massive kudos to you it's going to be horrible Tuesday night cold yeah. horrible crawly yeah. uh, and then Saturday is a massive massive journey a very early one that's an all day that's a safe travels to you and hopefully we'll be talking about two good away wins in next Sunday's episode so as always if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe Give the Only Angle podcast a five-star rating and review. And then on whatever platform you're listening on, if it's another one, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you want to get all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We are also on all smart speakers, so Echoes, Alexas, whatever you're listening on, we are on those. And we are also on a new fan engagement, well, not new anymore, fan engagement app called Fan Hub. Still um, spaces on there. If you want to join us, give us a DM. We can get you on there. You get to predict the team and get to engage with all news articles. It's brilliant. So listening to the podcast has been even easier than what it ever has been. And as always, if you've got an older relative, a loved one, 
a mate who's got a casual or interesting orient or another orient fan who you think why are you not listening to this get it in their ears grab their phone grab their PC grab their tablet download it for them and don't forget to pass the pod so we'll be back 260 next week we are flying through them now with all the information and views that you could ever need we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm stay safe have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's song I wrote you might want to sing it note for note don't worry be happy in every life we have some trouble when you worry you may